Welcome to Prima's podcast. My name is Shonda Ragland. I am the Director of Education and Training at Prima. On this Prima podcast, Michelle Dupree will discuss managing risk in workers' comp, the value of predictive analytics. Michelle is the Vice President and National Product Leader at Align Networks, a division of One Call Care Management, a leading organization in physical medicine for workers' compensation. In her role, Michelle serves as a clinical liaison among payers, providers, and Align's internal team, helping to strategize to continually improve return-to-work results. Michelle helps customers understand how Align can fulfill all of their physical medicine needs with clinical excellence and care coordination efficiency. Having worked as a physical therapist, PT, Michelle provides customers with a clinical perspective on their PT claims performance and delivers CEU training to their claims staff on many PT, ergonomics, and rehabilitation topics. We will also be joined by Danica Williams, Prima's Member Services Manager. Danica will moderate the discussion. Enjoy the podcast. Michelle, it's a delight speaking with you today. To begin our discussion, what is predictive analytics? Well, predictive analytics really, uh, if you think of it as a look into the past to drive current processes that will positively impact the future of your cases. So think of looking at historical issues, looking at historical data points, using those to maybe create an algorithm that will identify you know, those data points that are known to be tied to costly cases or poor outcomes. And it allows for resources that can be allocated that will drive the management of these cases to really kind of decrease the incidence of those exploding claims or those claims that become very expensive. So why is it a trending topic in workers' compensation right now? Well, currently, the mega trends with work comp, those things like aging and obesity and diabetes, they're really at an all-time high. And companies are looking for ways to really reduce these costs and how to manage these better and how to improve their outcomes. A lot of seasoned professionals really know when a claim might become costly, but they don't have the data or the official process to really identify these. And a lot of these claims that come up, you know, that people think of their historical claims that have been costly or been poor in their outcomes, they're those claims that seem to be average on the surface. They didn't send up any red flags, nothing was of a concern, but then suddenly they became those exploding claims or those very expensive claims. And a deeper look at the data will reveal that there are data points that maybe could have been captured early to really drive a different process in managing that claim. For those who haven't worked directly with a predictive analytics program in workers' comp previously, why is collecting, gathering, and analyzing claims data important? Well, it really is the most objective way to allow for better management of claims, and it's based on data that's specific to their own injured workers or their own employers or their own populations. It's very customizable to the concerns. So if you have you know, a particular department in a, in a specific company that's having a lot of a specific type of injuries, using this data, you can really drill into what's happening and why, and then come up with the best way to resolve it. Now, what are the benefits of implementing a predictive analytics program, say for C-Unit, for adjusters, and or claims managers? Yeah, so it really allows for a tangible savings calculation and outcomes measurement. A lot of the concepts that we, we sort of know to be true, 
it's more difficult for us to quantify why those things are true. So with a predictive analytics program, you're using concrete, tangible data. If you're an adjuster or case manager, it gives you the opportunity to apply the right resources at the right time and really allows them to get in front of a claim proactively. So why should there be a continued focus on predictive analytics in the industry moving forward? Well, the two primary reasons would be to control rising costs and really to improve return to work or stay at work outcomes. There really is nothing better than using data from a specific population to determine what data points collectively indicate increased costs or less ideal outcomes that allow for improved oversight, improved claims management, and really get those injured workers whose data and injury has been historically problematic to do something in the future to make it less problematic. How can this data be applied to help reduce the risk of re-injury for employees returning to work? Well, it allows for tighter claims management and a more efficient medical management approach. So really, it can improve the return-to-work outcomes. It can ensure that populations of workers benefit from prevention-type strategies. It gives all of the stakeholders an opportunity to really get in front of a claim before it becomes one of those bad claims or one of those scary claims. Um, For example, I think of a group of roof rack installers that I worked with. They had a high number of hand and wrist injuries, and a lot of the data points that lined up, you know, said, hey, look, we've got a group here. They've got a lot of injuries. We went out and did an ergo assessment to take a look at what was causing this, and were able to come up with a strategy that essentially resolved all the hand and wrist complaints. But without a data analysis and looking at you know, hey, here's a group of workers, and they all seem to have similar type of injuries, what's going on? Without that information, we would not have been able to identify it at that level. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. I would like to take a moment to share information regarding Prima's 2017 Enterprise Risk Management ERM training program. In 2017, Prima will host two ERM trainings. The first ERM training session will take place March 21st and 22nd in Memphis, Tennessee. The second ERM training will take place November 14th and 15th in San Diego, California. I hope you're able to attend one of the 2017 Prima ERM training. Here are some words from Prima's ERM faculty member, Tim Wiseman, regarding why risk management professionals should attend Prima's ERM training. Well, I think we find ourselves today in a very complex environment, not only with the global marketplace, but the advancement of technology and communications. Uh, Both public and private sector entities and organizations are really wrestling with how to process information about vulnerabilities and risks that are associated with their objectives and goals and strategies. So there's sort of a general understanding and realization that some of the older practices in risk management may have been adequate at the time, but there's sort of a need to step up the game and take a more holistic approach. And I think that's the door that's opening and has opened for organizations, both public and private sector, to embrace uh, an enterprise-wide risk management approach. To learn more about Prima's ERM training, visit primacentral.org. Now back to Michelle and Danica. How does a predictive analytics program diffuse the hidden risk of claims? 
Well, that is a great question. So, you know, a lot of the, the seasoned folks know the claims based on some information that are going to be big type claims. However, it's those ones that appear to be average on the front end but really sneak up on us. So if you use data points that you call from prior cases, it creates a scenario that's, that's used then to approach and identify the potentially high-risk cases and really develop a different management strategy. It might be that you place your most experienced adjuster on that case due to the injury or due to the, the comorbid conditions that are present and it allows for better clinical oversight at an earlier time. Michelle, what are some examples that you can provide our audience with to demonstrate the impact of such a program? Real-life examples that you're willing to share. Well, so in addition to the hand and wrist uh, example I just shared with the last question, we've got companies like York, who I co-presented with earlier this year, they saw a 33% decrease in their low back claims overall and I also presented with CCMSI, who for 2016 has already seen a 5 to 10% additional decrease in overall claims costs for all of their companies. And what are some tips and best practices that you can share for someone considering a predictive analytics program? Well, so it's, it's a concept that you have to have IT resources to be able to implement. It is a concept that's customized to each company and each scenario. And I would suggest that people start with their most expensive claims and maybe their most uh, frequent claims. You know, look at the frequency of certain things that have gone and become more expensive. Gather those first. Then go back and look at the data points that are relative to comorbidities, personal factors such as smoking, maybe age, and also perhaps past medical histories. Those are all great places to start. Once that information is gathered, then determine what action will be taken on the identified cases. So, for instance, you know, a lot of companies know these are going to be the cases that go big, but they don't then have an action plan to act upon them. So, for instance, Align Networks, we have a program that we're building, and when we identify from the PT data, we'll know cases that we expect could be potentially high risk. So we are going to identify the providers. We're going to alert them that this is potentially a high-risk case. We'll also alert the claim staff involved with this case that, hey, this is one that our data has, has identified this. We'll have more often and more frequent clinical oversight components that we will apply in-house, and then we'll also give the claims examiners an opportunity to do something different on their end. So collectively, we've got multiple levels, multiple stakeholders, multiple people involved and maybe we can change the direction of this case from being one that could be costly and expensive with bad outcomes to one that becomes managed with great outcomes. Michelle, in closing, how do you measure the success of a predictive analytics program? Well, there's a number of ways you can measure the success. One, look at the occurrence of atypical or outlier cases. Is there a reduction there? Another one, look at your return to work and stay at work outcomes. Is there an increase based on implementation of this type of program? Another biggie that everybody loves is a decrease in overall claims cost. A lot of our folks implementing these programs are seeing as little as 5 to 6% up to as high as maybe 15% overall. And then like the example with York where their back claims specifically went down in cost by 33%. 
Another is you can look at a decrease in cost tied to specific subgroups, maybe by injury, maybe by age group, maybe by presence of comorbid conditions, to know which of these programs is working and where. Thank you very much. You're welcome. We have reached the end of our podcast. Thanks so much, Michelle and Danica. Please visit the Prima website to listen to other Prima podcasts, join upcoming Prima webinars, read Prima blogs, and learn about additional Prima educational resources. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and our very own Prima Talk. Enjoy the rest of your day.